Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys for joining us once again. I am I'm so happy you are out there and with us. And we have been praying for weeks that those that have lost jobs or businesses that are, are having a, a difficult time, that that God will intervene, that that you will come back to life, your businesses and those type of things. I think sometimes when we get through something and if it hasn't on the surface affected us individually, we forget about all those out there that are suffering. And this isn't going to be over for quite a while. It doesn't matter whether there's a cure tomorrow. There's an economic situation that is affecting literally thousands and thousands of people. And that ripple effect will eventually affect everybody. And so, but we pray for you guys on a daily basis. I mean, we pray not only for our donors and those that are friends of the mission, but also for those that are enemies of the cross, that you will come to that saving knowledge. And as I spoke to Eileen last week, uh, who is on the show again today, that the most important thing for us to take away from this situation is how quickly life can change in one heartbeat. One moment you wake up and everything is cruising along good, and in another moment, everything is turned around. Everything is turned upside down. You were headed to work, and the next day you're not headed to work. Uh, you had a loved one that was sick, or you've been restricted from doing things. Whatever the case is, it's not normal. And so we thought things were just going to go along every day. But the reality is these type of things in life happen all the time. The pandemic, uh, they had a, a huge pandemic in 1918 uh, with the Spanish flu that killed literally millions of people worldwide. And so I'm not trying to say we should sit in terror of that. Quite the opposite. We need to have our security firmly fit in Jesus Christ and not in our own abilities or the things around us, not in our money, not in our business, not in our relationships with other people, but in Christ Jesus. And so, by the way, there are very few people in the studio today because they're still uh, under some restrictions, but I'm sitting across from Eileen, who's my development director at the Union Gospel Mission, and I'm sitting looking at my friend Steve Gasser. And Steve Gasser is really the voice of KFIA. You hear him all the time. And he's got that nice baritone voice on the air. And you know what? Over the course of the years, I'm, I've been truly, I am truly grateful that Steve has become my friend. You know, I started off, we were just, it was just a business thing. But it didn't take too long before I started to realize that, that he was truly my friend. And after these last 15 years, uh, we get to talk every time that, that I come in, and, and I am grateful for that. I know that many of you won't get that opportunity, but if you do, uh, he, he's an interesting guy, and I mean that only in the best sense. So before we uh, started today, Stephen 
came in and we were talking and he said, hey, I want to go get a quote from the 1800s and I'd like to read it to you. I loved it so much that I took a picture of it. Uh, We don't write anything down anymore. We just take pictures of it. (laughs) But, you know, I don't think anybody could do it better than Steve with that voice of his and the love I know he has for Christ. So, Stephen, would you go ahead and read that for us today? It would be my pleasure. This is an old hymn from 1866, the words written by Ann Johnson Flint, and it still applies today. It goes like this. God's not promised skies always blue, flower-strewn pathways all our lives through. God's not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. God's not promised we shall not know, toil and temptation, trouble and woe. He's not told us we shall not bear many a burden, many a care. God's not promised smooth roads and wide, swift, easy travel needing no guide, never a mountain rocky and steep, never a river turbid and deep. But God has promised strength for the day, rest for the labor, light for the way, grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, undying love. Amen. I mean, it was so beautiful that, um, I mean, doesn't that typify and capture the heart of a believer? I, I was trying to look her up a little earlier, and I know that it looks like she wound up in a wheelchair and all those kind of things. And and But that is the heart of a believer. When a believer understands that today— may be turbulent. Today may be rocky. Today may break your heart uh, in, in many ways. And there can be fear. There can be anxiety as, as many are suffering right now. It can look like the world is tumbled in. And yet God has never said that we wouldn't have these things. But God said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And she understood that. She captured that. Eileen, again, Eileen is the development director at the Union Gospel Mission. Over the course of the years, there's been many heartbreaks that you've had in your life, I'm sure. Oh, Uh, yes. uh, I've been there when some of that happened to you. Mm -hmm. But God has never left you and forsaken you, has he? Oh, absolutely not. If anything, I leave him. <laughs> you yeah, know, me and, too. But good news, he never leaves us, you know, in our place. Uh, he always right. is so gentle, nudging at us, like, okay, come on, get out of your muck and mire. And, uh, and you know what's great, too, I was just thinking is, um, you know, we do have a choice. Just like uh, when he chose us to be his children and and we still have to make that choice to surrender and to repent and to, walk to that believe and walk with him and know to not just be our our savior but to be our lord uh, but you know we we can waver just because we like getting our way instead or you know we have idols in our life and but we still oh we can when we are in that muck and mire and when we we feel downtrodden about activities in life and 
when we have a death in in our that in our family, uh, and when we're sad, we don't have to stay there. We can seek Him through His Word, through others. You know, just the fellowship a little bit that we had with Steve was just a blessing. It was a blessing. He encouraged us, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Always. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's been wonderful. And so, you know, thank goodness, we, to thank God, I can say, we have Amen. Uh, opportunities. We can't gather together necessarily at church right now, but we have Zoom. We have FaceTime. We have phone calls to, that we can make. There's so many ways that we are seeing each other today and still fellowshipping that that is a true blessing that what 10 years 15 years ago we wouldn't be able to so there's always things we can look at in perspective of the good things in life you know it's just like there's been a lot of great things going on during this pandemic Mm -hmm. two of them are my two daughters who are home (laughs) you know it's, it's been hard for them but uh, uh, the four of us, uh, we have been having a lot of fun together. That, you know, it's been a wonderful thing for my husband and I. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been home right now either. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I got to tell you that her two daughters, um, they have often, I've looked at them and their faith and their walk, and, you know, uh, we've got. We've got one of them who's committed to do some missionary work and the other one who walks with Christ as well. They're both absolutely lovely young ladies with good, kind hearts. But more importantly than that, two young women dedicated to Jesus Christ. And that that is, I I, I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine that they weren't. I mean, it's just so apparent. And so I was talking to Eileen, and I said, you know, there's nothing that a parent wants more who's a Christian than to have their children saved eternally. If I had my choice of my children, and I told Eileen this earlier, if I had the choice of my children being rich and successful and having everything they need and want, or to be poor and struggling financially and saved, I would choose salvation for them every time because salvation is eternal. Everything else is temporal. When you look on the TV and during the lockdown, you saw people on TV that were extremely wealthy, locked down in their mansions. (laughs) And you said, well, but they're not struggling like me because I'm in a 600-square-foot apartment or whatever the place is. Um you got to remember that this is a temporary home that you're living in. And if you're a believer, uh, you have the greatest gift that could possibly be given to a human being, and that's salvation. I try and remember each and every day to thank the Lord for saving my soul because my mother prayed for me uh, until I was finally 31 years old when I surrendered. And... uh, when Jesus opened my eyes, heart and soul to him. And so I, and then we got married shortly after that. And then he gave us two precious gifts, our daughters. And uh, if we hadn't gotten saved, life would be completely different today. I know that for sure because of the lifestyle I was living. It's and, usually passed on. 
And it's not just a, the lifestyle. It was also the emotional issues, the mental issues, the the choices, the idols in my life then, you know, which we all struggle with. But it was just completely different, my my purpose in life. And so I now had, you know, I was a baby Christian when they were born. And so we all grew up together. But mm. we were in, on fire to seek him and and read the word and be in fellowship at church and and that had an impact on on the girls but they still had to come to their own calling to be with him right because i know there are a lot of people out there who have done everything right to raise their children in the lord but it's still that child's choice whether they uh, decide to follow him or not and to receive yeah. that gift of salvation. I guess so, I guess one of the reasons we, <laughs> we were talking about them is we wanted them to come on the show today, but no. <laughs> <laughs> they were busy. <coughs> but it was kind of neat because when I first started about nine years ago, they were, they were still kind of young, nine and 13. And uh, so... Uh, they came and helped serve the homeless on our oh, special yeah. dinner banquet. Yeah, and that's why I wanted them to come in. Right, yeah. and they they were at the mission a lot, they so were. it had an impact on them. And uh, and one day we'll we'll have them here, and they can share the good things that the mission does, right? And the impact it had on them. Well, and and that's one of the reasons I wanted them to come so that they could share from the perspective of a child to a teenager to an, a, a young adult uh, what they saw at the mission. You know what what they what impact it might have had on them. And so uh, their whole family, David uh, Eileen's husband, has been to the mission many many times, uh, and again. Eileen works for me, uh, but, you know, her family are our friends. I mean, uh, David are. is my friend and, and all those kind of things. And so Yeah, we miss Olga. She would come oh, once a yeah. week to the office and help us sort clothes or just be with us. And, and so we haven't seen her since this outbreak. And, and so we miss her seeing her, and hopefully we can see her soon. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, she misses seeing everybody there, too. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that we're trying to slowly reopen at the mission mm-hmm. to get things going. And we're in conversation. By the time this show airs, uh, the I don't know, but the women's clothes closet may be open to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabrina, who is running the women's clothes closet right now, we're trying to figure out how we could safely do all this stuff. By the way, what I have noticed with Sabrina is she was our receptionist for a while because... And did a great job. Right, because Bob, he was um, hospitalized. He had, you know, a severe health issue, and the (laughs) Lord just healed him. And Sabrina, she would get phone calls from women who needed things. Yeah. And she'd be like, okay, what do you need? You need clothing? You need some food. Uh, okay, well, dinner, you can come to us in the evening every night for dinner. But here, I'll meet you out at the gate. <laughs> she did do that. And she'll, like, fix them up, you know. And <laughs> that she was had a beautiful heart to 
do whatever she could to meet up with the ladies when they needed things. Um, because again, the, the clothing closet, you couldn't have a bunch of women in there shopping, bumping into each other. That wasn't no. going to work. So No, but it's amazing what we did have been able to do. Uh, we were able, with everybody willing at the mission, uh, I mean, we don't vote on this thing, but still, uh, we opened our, we kept our showers going so that mm-hmm. the men from the street could come and, and at least clean up. And we know that hygiene is an important thing in any kind of a, a, a year with any kind of disease. Um, we had uh, our, 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 the guy that runs our finance department, uh, Scott, he's a finance guy. But he's out there in his shorts and his goofy-looking hat trying to sort out food so that some of the churches that have uh, closets could could take some of that food to make sure nothing went to waste. Uh, his crew, Carmen and Joanne, were out there working with him, and Eileen would go out and work. And, and we have the cook trying to keep things together, and he, uh. our cook, Tim, not only does a fantastic job, but he's the one that came to me and said, look, can we afford to buy a bunch of disposable dishes so I can make hot meals for these folks out out on the porch? Right. And I said, yeah. And so we don't even do the sandwich thing anymore. Every meal is a hot meal out there. That's fantastic, right? Our kitchen supervisor, Tim Trim, he does a fantastic job. It's a very hard job. Can you imagine feeding 100 people every night? And, and uh, then he works with some of the men in the rehabilitation program who work in the kitchen with him. So he's also mentoring them, discipling them, uh, then teaching them how to cook, which requires a lot of patience because you want to get the food right. And yet you still need them to do the work. So if you know what that's like, it, it's challenging. And that many people every day, plus the residents who um, eat their breakfast and lunch, you know, there's a lot of food that gets prepared every day. And then the food boxes for the families and seniors. Yep. You know, people can call. Don't forget to let people know. Uh, they can call the day before our office and receive a food box from us, either Tuesday or Thursday between 1 and 2. Seniors can get a free food box once a month, families once every three months. You need to have proof of residence Mm -hmm. so that we know it's not going out on the street because there's no way to refrigerate it. Uh, So you need to bring that. Uh, So, But we're doing those things every day. We've got... Uh, Donnie and and we've got Bobby who are nighttime supervisors who are watching over things, keeping things going at night. Uh, Willie who's helping Steve in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We've got two chaplains. We've got uh, we've got uh. Pastor King and Pastor Mooney and Mooney's M- Pastor Mooney's wife Roberta has been very sick. Please pray for her. Yes, and keep Tom. her in prayer and and Tom as well. Yes. And they've been doing a dynamite job. And then Eric, who is our aftercare specialist, works with these guys every day to help them clear up things that they need to do, get them on track for for jobs. And 
also he's our health expert so well as far as physical fitness and so he goes out and he trains with the guys and everything so yeah it, that's a huge part as well it is the the counseling that goes on with these men the, the discipling the mentoring the classroom training the curriculum they go through it is monumental the the work that they have to do to um, pour their hearts into these men, which can be very heartbreaking too, you know, being in ministry like that. And then our aftercare specialist, um, they, he works so hard to like get them to appointments they need for either their health or for future jobs, uh, for cleaning up their records, DMV, or, you know, whatever is open at this time. But he's constantly moving with them and, and doing things. And, and our men, are they're getting jobs. And it's been am- amazing to yes. see all the work that our staff do over there. And, and you know, we tally typically an average of 9,000 meals per month. Absolutely. That gets distributed somehow, whether it be the meals served, the, the food boxes, the food distribution to some of the churches, uh, it's, that's a lot of food every year, a month. Yes, uh, it, it really is. And, and that's not to mention all the other things. We've got Jed who helps Eileen with all the you know, IT stuff and, and helps her with Facebook and all the different things that are going on. And, and not to minimize the fact that we've got uh, Cynthia and we've got Greg out there trying to to send out thank you letters as they come in and try to get everything put in its place as far as the finance uh, financial you know all the donations and the where receding. they're going the receding and all those things. Matter of fact, I do want to mention that we have been blessed by generous hearts. Oh, if please. you're one of them, thank you. Uh, we have just been so. I'm amazed by the hearts of people out there who care about us and donate to the mission, whether it's in kind. We can't take women's clothing right now, but we sure need men's clothing. That is a constant. Because seriously, still to this day, there are a lot more men out there than women. So Matthew, right here from the radio station, has three bags of men's clothes for us. (laughs) And then like hygiene products, blankets, sleeping bags, tarps uh you know these are items the homeless we're constantly giving out every day and um and so like you know mike who goes out and picks up um food donations and uh individual donations you know he's busy on the road yes but the financial donations we don't take government money so we are running just by people giving to the mission Absolutely. And it's not a small project that is being run. What are we on, a $3 million um, budget? It's it's something like that. That includes uh, the donations. It includes the in-kind gifts, clothing, and stuff like that. And we're almost out of time, but I also want to mention that there's a lot of people behind the scenes like like David Lytle, who is oh. there hard well, working as a yeah. maintenance guy. And uh, so there's a lot of people, and I hope I didn't miss anybody, but the mission runs on a lot, lot of different things. I also wanted to mention, tying into what Eileen said, that we appreciate you guys. And so, uh, as always, until we meet again, may God hold you 
in the palm of his hand. been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.